We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to respond to one of the rebellion followers who has asked me to give some guidance to how you should be reacting to the Department of Education's call for comments on rewriting the rules for Title IX. This is very important. One of the most important issues that you have before you today. I'm Dr. Ever Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening to the show. Really appreciate all of the loyal followers that have joined The Rebellion over the last several months. Thank you. As I've said in previous shows, we're up to about sixty to 70,000 listeners per month right now. That's our average listeners. Now, we need to increase that. I'd like to see that up over 100,000 before the end of the year. And the only way we are going to accomplish that is if you copy and paste links to your favorite episodes and get them out there in your social media. Let everybody else in your circle of influence know that you enjoy the rebellion and encourage them to listen in. That'll bump up the listenership and that'll keep us growing. As they say about a church or any other organization such as a college or a university, if you're not growing, you're dying. Well, that's That's an axiom that has held true over the generations because there's a lot of wisdom in it. As the human body stops growing, it starts the process of decline. And we don't want to be in that position as an organization or as a movement. So if we want the rebellion to be healthy, if we want it to be vibrant, if we don't want it to be in in decline, excuse me, if we do not want it to be in decline, we need to make sure that we're on the upward trajectory and that we're growing. So help us grow. Get the word out that the rebellion is something that you enjoy listening to. Copy and paste a couple links to your favorite episodes. Take people to the rebellion that are involved in your social media, those that you have influence over, and encourage them to participate. And thank you to all of you who support us on a monthly basis, whether it be $10, $100, whatever you're doing on patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. Thank you for supporting us. I, I realize you don't have to, and I'm grateful that you do, because this does take a little bit of work, as I've said before, and we're trying to give you something that's helpful on a daily basis. Just real quick hits. I know other podcasts are much longer than this one. We keep it short for a reason. Uh, I think it's personal preference, number one, because maybe I've got a little bit of ADHD in me where my attention span is limited, and I assume that others suffer the same malady, and that you like to get your information in quick hits rather than spending an hour or more on something, perhaps something uh, a show that's a little bit less time-consuming is helpful periodically. And uh, because we do one of these every day rather than once a week, Hopefully, the cumulative effect is that you get enough information to to help you actually respond effectively to some of the issues of the day. So let's take an early break. 
And when I get back, I'm going to read a note to you I received from a Rebellion follower where she's asking me to provide some information, some guidance, some direction with regard to the current call by the Department of Education, the United States Department of Education, to provide comments because they're in the process of rewriting the rules with regard to Title IX. This is very important. It's not just a matter of your daughters having the right to participate in their own sport, even though that is very important and that is, that is going to be compromised if these rules are rewritten. This is an issue that goes to the very definition of who we are as human beings, and that's why I hit it so often. And I would argue that's your strongest response. That is the focal point. That is the point of the spear as we fight this battle. Keep going back to the definition of what it means to be a human being. The definition of a man, the definition of a woman, the definition of a boy, the definition of a girl, the definition of what it means, our ontological reality, what it means to be a human being, because that is indeed what is in question right now. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, so welcome back to The Rebellion. Let's start out the second half of the show here by reading this comment from a follower, a loyal follower of the Rebellion. Uh, I'll give the first name, not the last, because I haven't been given permission to disclose the whole name. However, I doubt that uh, this particular person would care, but I want to honor that because I haven't been released to share the full name. This is from Linda. It says, hello, Dr. Piper. Thank you for your show and for your stand against what is happening in our culture. I'm concerned about the Title IX issue and the push by the Biden administration to change the regulations without congressional approval. Could you please dedicate a show or two to this issue and explain how citizens, parents, etc., should respond? Responses need to be submitted by September 12, 2012. And the website is, and she provides the website, thank you in advance for your consideration. All right, so that's Linda's comment. Now, I want to clarify something. When she says that responses need to be submitted by September 12th, she's right. That's the government's timeline. When, when the government says that they are going to change the guidelines, the rules for a, for a particular piece of legislation, they're obligated by law to give you, the citizens, a time frame in which to provide comments. And with regard to this proposed Title IX change, you can go to the website and provide comments between now and September 12th. In fact, I would strongly encourage you to do so. Now, there are a couple ways that you can provide those comments. Just go to, just Google Title IX um, revisions and comments, and it'll pull up the current story. It'll tell you that the U.S. Department of Education has issued a call for comments because they're going to change the rules. Now, you might say, well, what good will it do? Because they're going to change the rules anyway, because the Biden administration is, is obviously ultra-left, and they are going to change the rules so that they include gender identity, uh, non-binary, all this language we hear today, LGBTQIA, the trans agenda, is going to be included within the Title IX legislation now. They're going to change the rules, and they intend to do it without congressional involvement or approval. Now, is this constitutional? That's a good question. They're going to do it anyway. 
But what you can do by going and providing comments is you can provide fodder for those that are going to sue the Obama administration, and rightfully so. And when this goes all the way to the Supreme Court, your comments will be taken into consideration. And the weight, the magnitude of those comments is important. Okay, and I'm going to share with you a couple stories of what I did when I was president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and I hope those stories will provide at least part of the answer that Linda is looking for. Now, again, she's asking if I will provide some guidance, uh, some dedicate a show or two to this issue and explain how citizens' parents should respond to this entire issue. So that's what I'm going to do right now, okay? So again, go Google Title IX, uh, change of rules and responses, or something like that. It'll come up. Trust me, I already did it this morning. And you can see several sites there. One will be the official government site, and that'll give you the links for you to provide responses. I know one guy at my church, Ron, has already done so, and I'm grateful for that. He's already taken the lead to get engaged in this discussion. So what's my quick response? Well, number one, um, be prepared to get legal assistance. And I would argue that there are a couple good organizations, maybe three that come to mind right now, that are going to be on your side. Actually, I can think of four. The Alliance Defending Freedom, its acronym is ADF. Uh, they represented us, meaning Oklahoma Wesleyan University, when I was president at Oklahoma Wesleyan. They represented us all the way to the Supreme Court when we sued the Obama administration for its abortifacient mandate. We stood with the Little Sisters of the Poor and we said, no, nuns don't need contraception. They're celibate. This is lunacy. This is crazy. And besides, they're Catholic. And by definition, they're pro-life. They don't believe in any abortion, uh, any any drugs that induce abortion are antithetical to their faith. So we stand with the Little Sisters of the Poor and we say no to the government. We won't do this. Alliance Defending Freedom represented us and we prevailed. Okay, The Beckett Fund represented the Little Sisters of the Poor. So there's another legal organization that you might consider aligning yourself with. So write that down. Alliance Defending Freedom and the Beckett Fund. Both of those organizations are excellent legal organizations that often provide their services pro bono, free, to those or, uh, people and organizations that they choose to represent. Another organization that stands for religious freedom is Liberty Council, First Liberty Institute. So go and Google those organizations, Liberty Council and First Liberty Institute, and they represent religious freedom also. So First Liberty Institute, Liberty Council, and then you've got the Beckett Fund and Alliance Defending Freedom. Now there's another organization that's called FIRE. That's the acronym for Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. I'll say it one more time. FIRE, Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. Now they represented me too when I was at Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and I'm going to take the rest of the show to share two different scenarios where I told the Obama administration, no, I will not do this. I refuse to comply. So Linda and everybody else listening right now, my first bit of advice is make sure you remember those organizations because you may need legal representation. You need to be prepared to tell the government no, and you need to have some legal authority behind that. And uh, if you want to contact me individually, 
on my website uh, via email or text me or whatever method you choose to, to, to reach out to me, I can provide you more direct information as to how to call ADF and uh, some of these other organizations. All right? But you can, you can find it too. So be prepared to put your money where your mouth is. Not that it's going to cost you money because these organizations will represent you pro bono if they have the time and if they consider your case to rise to that level. They can't take on millions of people, but they take on a lot, and I'm very grateful for their representation. So I've got limited time in the show. Maybe tomorrow, if I don't get to all of it today, we'll deal with this topic again. So don't panic if I'm not giving you everything you need in today's show. But, but here's the thing. Be prepared to pick, up, uh, <laughs> to pick up the bat and defend yourself. Be prepared to take a swing at the ball. Don't go weak-kneed and don't be passive. You have to be prepared to fight. The best way to get a bully to back down is to hit him in the nose. And I'm not advocating physical violence right now. I'm using that as an analogy, clearly. But when a bully postures on the beach and tries to kick sand in your face, the best way to get that bully to back away is to stand up and pop him in the nose because most bullies don't really have the courage they, 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 they strut, and they posture, and they act like they're tough, but when somebody actually confronts them, they usually back away. So be prepared to take a swing. And if you need to use ADF, Liberty Council, the Beckett Fund, or FIRE, then do so. All right, so let's deal, in the rest of the show, let's deal with two scenarios. When I was president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, the Obama administration did two things. They sent me a letter telling me, that under the auspices of Title IX, effective immediately, I had to start providing transgender accommodations on my campus. And um, Oklahoma Wesleyan is a Christian institution. Uh, Under my leadership, we took a very bold and clear stand for being a conservative Christian institution. Uh, And if you've listened to the show, you know how I define that. A conservative is somebody who conserves the time-tested truths of God. So as a conservative Christian institution, we conserve the historical, biblical, real definition of Christianity. We didn't buy into postmodern deconstruction and reconstruction of the Christian faith. The Bible is clear. It's inerrant. It's infallible. It's authoritative. It's true. And we're going to govern this institution by that reality. The Bible's truths are real. The Bible's very clear on sexual morality and sexual identity. Right? So when I received this letter from the Obama administration, which came under the auspices of its Department of Education, its Office of Civil Rights, and even Health and Human Services, telling us that because of Title IX, I had to start providing transgender accommodations on my campus, my response was, no, you've heard me talk about this before. I just said, no, I'm not going to be bullied or intimidated by the federal government And I won't do this. So my first advice, Linda, is be prepared to stand up and say no. Write a letter to the Department of Education directly and then go on this site and make comment and say no, you will not do it. Now, you're asking me clearly, Linda, what are some of the points that you should bring up when you say no, I won't do this? Okay, well, here's... Here's what I said at Oklahoma Wesleyan. Now, I'm paraphrasing right now. I actually got the Alliance Defending Freedom to craft a letter, 
and, and put it in their legalese, if you will, as attorneys. But this is essentially what I told ADF to say, and they took my language and defended it. And then I kept going on the radio, and I kept writing in the newspapers, and I kept using my bully pulpit as a president of a university to say it in my words, not legalese. And here's what I kept saying over and over again. When they tried to intimidate me, when they tried to challenge me, for example, the left-wing organization, the Human Rights Campaign, uh, tried to embarrass me for saying no. They said I, I, I needed to provide greater transparency and I needed to be outed uh, because I was saying no, that Oklahoma Wesleyan University, as well as all other organizations that were saying no, asking for exemptions to this overreach by, by the federal government and the Department of Education, that we needed to be outed. We should be printed in the newspapers from east to west coast. Everybody should know that we were bigots. So I responded to this call for transparency and I said I'd gladly comply with your call for transparency to report on why I've asked for not asked for but demanded an exemption to this crazy stuff I said first of all um, Oklahoma Wesleyan University does reserve the right to discriminate you're calling me a, you're you're accusing me of discriminating against given uh, subcategories of people that you've created, the LGBTQIA, you, you've, you've created these new definitions of people, and you're saying I'm discriminating against certain individuals. Well, Title IX demands that I discriminate my land. Do people not understand the definition of the word discriminate? We, we have to discriminate between male and female individuals, between male and female students. We have to discriminate if we're going to comply with Title IX. The very premise of Title IX calls upon us to differentiate, to discriminate between male and female students and thereby give female students the same access to programs as male students. If we didn't discriminate in such a way, how in the world would it be possible for us to comply with Title IX? The very premise of Title IX is baked into the assumption of discrimination, of differentiation, of being able to tell the difference between a man and a woman. Title IX is meaningless if you can't. I can't believe how ridiculous these people get. And the, the second thing I said, uh, the, uh, the, another reason why I'm, going, I'm standing against Title IX is I, I believe women should be granted the dignity of having their own sports and facilities. In fact, Title IX requires that I give them their own sports and facilities facilities. Not only should women have the privilege of their own basketball team and soccer teams and, and various other programs, but they should also have the right to their own restrooms and their own showers and their own dorms. And, and if you're telling me that they no longer have that, then I'm going to be out of compliance with Title IX. What you're telling me I have to do is antithetical to the very law itself. So, number one, be prepared to double down on the issue of differentiation and discrimination. There is a difference between a male and a female, a man and a woman, a boy and a girl. Title IX presupposes that. That's the reason we have the law in the first place. And if we stop discriminating, differentiating between the two on the basis of reality, then Title IX is a joke. It's meaningless. And I believe that women should be their dignity, their identity should be guarded 
and that they should have their own sports and programs, but that they also have the right to their own privacy, their own identity, their own dignity, and therefore their own restrooms, showers, and dorms. And you're really going to tell me that under the auspices of Title IX, I'm supposed to take that stuff away? Have you all lost your mind? Then uh, I, I also said this when I responded to these people, to the federal government and the human rights campaign and Department of Education, Obama administration, and all the the crazy talk. I said, my university, the people here, I believe in the dignity of the woman, and as such, I believe in that a, that being a female is a objective reality. Okay, a female is real. She's not make believe. So if I'm going to honor Title IX, I can't stop acknowledging that fact. If I start pretending that a female is a fantasy and that any male who suggests he feels like a woman therefore becomes one, then Title IX obviously means nothing to real women any longer. Again, I can't play this game and honor the law, a good law, a 1972 law called Title IX that was written to give women equal access to facilities and programs on the same par, on par with men. That's the point of the law. And if you're telling me that women no longer exist as facts, that today women are nothing but feelings, Title IX, again, is a joke. So I refuse to dumb down the definition of the female to feelings and fabrications. That's the bottom line. I hope you guys are paying attention to what I'm saying right now. I hope you're taking notes because this is the basis for my refusal to comply with Title IX when I was a university president. And this is the stuff I think you should write in your opinions, your objections, your response to this proposed change of rules that the government is saying is going to take place. This is the kind of stuff that I think we can make a legal argument upon. So I believe in science. I believe in facts. And I believe that there's nothing more empirically obvious than one's gender. I've said it before on this show. What is the first thing that a scientist pronounces when you're born? It's a boy or it's a girl. The scientist is the medical doctor, and he or she understands the difference between a male and a female. Can you believe we're even debating this today? A male is not a female, regardless of how you feel about it or he feels about it. It doesn't matter what your feelings are. The facts don't care about your feelings. And if you feel like you're something you're not, you've got problems. You're delusional. You may be mentally ill. And we should deal with that dysfunction, that delusion, in the form of treatment and counseling and confrontation. We shouldn't coddle you and enable you to continue to live a lie. Okay? So... I'm not going to dumb down the definition of a female to feelings and fabrications. A female is a scientific fact, and I'm going to continue to say that there's nothing more empirically obvious than the difference between a man and a woman. My land. So I said I refuse to insult the human being by pretending that his or her identity is nothing more than the sum total of his or her inclinations and appetites. I believe that the human being is more than what the inclinations are or what one's appetites are. 
A woman and a man are much more than what they're inclined to do. We are human. We're not animals. We're made in the Imago Dei, the image of God. We're not the Imago dog. We're not the image of a dog. We're not defined by our gut, by our desires, by our inclinations. If you're a Christian, you understand what I'm going to say right now. You're defined by your Lord, not your libido. Okay? You're a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. That's the reason that Christ tells us that we're born again. We're not born that way. We're not defined by our bellies. Our being is greater than that. So these are some of the things I think you should include in your objections. A woman is real. She's not a fantasy. She's not a fabrication. You can't comply with Title IX if there is no distinction, if there's no difference between men and women. Title IX was written to give women equal access to programs and facilities, equal access on the same par with men. And if you can't tell the difference between women and men, then Title IX becomes silly. It becomes a, 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 an exercise in futility because now you're taking stuff away from real women and you're giving it to men who want to play dress up and make believe and actually blackface women like these old minstrel shows where whites black-faced African-Americans and pretended to be something, created these caricatures, these exaggerated caricatures of African-Americans as they pretended to be something, whites pretended to be something that we were not. This was insulting, it was rude, it was demeaning, and we're doing the exact same thing today by virtue of the LGBTQIA um, trans argument. So, in summary, for this part of the show, and then tomorrow I'm going to get into the other thing that I sued the Obama administration for, and that's when I used FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education. I told the Obama administration on this one, um, the Title IX thing, no, I can't comply with Title IX if women aren't real. It's impossible. And you guys can go pound sand. I'm not going to do it. All right? We, we filed for an exemption to Title IX, and you know what? We got it because they weren't willing to fight this one. They backed down. And if you go into this battle with the strength and conviction to point out the, the nonsense, the delusions of this movement, and that it's impossible for you to be pro-woman if women don't exist, it's impossible to be a feminist if you deny the feminine, if you deny the female. It's impossible to comply with Title IX if the very premise of Title IX, equal rights for women, is a joke, and you're giving all of those rights, facilities, and programs to biological men. That is the premise for our response, and it worked. Alliance Defending Freedom represented us, and it worked. They backed down, and they gave us our exemption. I recommend you do the exact same thing. Tomorrow I'll talk about this rules change and how it's requiring us to take away the due process, the actual rights of students when it comes to claims of sexual harassment and sexual assault, and how I filed suit against the Obama administration on that, and how the Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education represented me. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.